Okay, so wait, what's strategic incompetence? Okay, strategic incompetence. I've heard it explained to me today, and I realized that's something that I've done my entire life. Okay, what is it? Alright, so as an, an example, um, when I was younger, my parents would have me do the laundry. Yeah. And I hated folding towels. Because if I didn't do it right, then people would get pissy at me and my mom would just do it over. So I purposefully folded the towels badly. <laughs> Girls, it is time. It is time. It's time for a load of BS. That's right. A load of BS. The greatest podcast in the entire world as judged by us. Joining me, d- as always, is he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. It is he, the B, Blake Tanner. Hello, hello, and as always by my side, our wonderful host, the man that brings you the mostest, Skikati Moore. Skikati. 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 The host with the mostest. Um, the hostess. Yeah. The go- the hostess ghostess with the mostest, I believe I am. And the broskest. And the broskest. Dude. I've discovered the one both awesome thing and bad thing about working at. Okay, I don't. I don't want to. You don't get, really work at Universal, do you? Well, I don't want to give. Well, thanks. I was gonna say I don't want to give away where I work, but. Oh. Then, um, well, I, I I technically don't. I work third party, so whatever. Um, oh. the good thing about it is after work I just get to go to Universal. The bad thing about it is after work, I can go to Universal. And even if you get in there for free, Universal still costs money. Oh, yeah. That's the thing about those parks. They'll, they'll yep. bleed you dry. Well, see, what it happened was I got <laughs> off work, and all I wanted to do was go ride Jurassic Park. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so I walk over. I ride Jurassic Park. It's fun. It's a little bit scary. It's not too scary. However, there is a drop at the end that feels like I'm legitimately falling forever. That's the uh, that's the one where you're in a boat, isn't it? Yeah, you're in a boat. And, I love that one. And halfway through, uh, the boat just decides to go off track, and you go into the raptor cage because some asshole just thought, well, I know there's like a river ride going through here, but let's just throw some raptors out mm-hmm. here. So you and go- then they're like... They, at one point, they're like, okay, we're going to send a patrol boat to help you. But the raptors have eaten the patrol boat. Yeah. So you, And then you go up. Your climb is essentially a climb through the raptor pit. And then the very top, there's just this giant punk-ass T-Rex. And then you fall. And that's it. Okay. So I, I got out. I accomplished my goal. I rode Jurassic Park. Keep in mind, like, this is my third time ever actually legitimately going to Universal. This weekend was the first time I'd ever went. <laughs> so I leave, and I start walking through the area, um, and then I see a nice little stand that's selling Mike's Harder Lemonade. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, win in Rome. So I go buy a Mike's, and I chug it all before I get on Spider-Man. And if you want a time for, like, a bad time for your drink to kick in, it's during Spider-Man. Dude, there's a lot of movement in that ride, isn't there? Yeah, so I'm just sitting there like, oh, no! Green Goblin's got me! No, (laughs) no! (laughs) But see, the weird thing is, like, that was the only time I was actually scared. The alcohol reduced my anxiety so much to where I just started talking shit back to the ride. <laughs> like, um, I, I rode uh, one of the Harry Potter rides, and Death Eaters came out at me, and I'm just like, ah, no, just get away. I don't care about you, you devil. Screw you, you Death Eaters. I'm on a broom. Anyway, <laughs> so I get through that, 
I ride over to Universal on the train, and I go to Simpsons Land. I ride the choo, Simpsons choo. ride. Simpsons ride is awesome. They even let me ride the express line, even though I did not have express tickets, because people are <laughs> awesome. Then I get off and I go to Moe's Tavern. Oh, no. Which is the most perfect representation I've <laughs> ever seen of anything. It is like image perfect Moe's Tavern. Oh. Down and to the peanuts you go, that you're not supposed to eat. Yeah. If you go through the back of it, though, it takes you into like a little food court that's got like all the Simpson eateries, and you can buy a Krusty Burger. So I got a Krusty Burger, which was honestly delicious. And at that point, I realized, once again, when in Rome, I bought a Duff beer in a custom Moe's Tavern, like, big-ass mug. I down it. I hate the taste of beer, by the way. I despise the taste of beer. But I was like, it's still Duff beer, and it would still be the best thing ever to be able to say I had a crusty Burger and Duff beer for dinner. I had a crusty Duff last night. I had a crusty <laughs> Duff. So I down my Duff, I eat my crusty Burger, and I'm like, well... Like, you know when you're at that level of tipsy where you're like, this will probably go away in like five minutes, or I can drink more. I decided to take the latter. <laughs> so I mm. walk over, I get another Duff. At this point, I'm flying drunk, walking through Universal, and I see the E.T. ride. Oh, boy. Which is absolutely... It's the one of the greatest dark rides I've ever rode. But the first time I rode it, th I could describe my actions as thus. Oh, this is cool. Oh, that's all right. This is pretty neat. I like this. Me going through it after two straight Duff beers was just... Ah! <laughs> I'm flying! I'm flying! Okay, real quick. Yeah. How do you think you would be at that level of drunk on the Haunted Mansion? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bitch, next time, whenever you come to Orlando, we're getting blind drunk and riding the Haunted Mansion. Oh, God. Please, I want this to happen. Okay. So, so this is how we're going to end up holding each other in the carriages. <laughs> Megan's sitting next to us like, what are you guys doing? Um, so I get off E.T. At this point, I decide to get adventurous. Which is not something you need to do when you're drunk. <laughs> so I go and ride the Transformers ride, which is a lot like Spidey, but I can't stop laughing the whole ride, and I don't know why. I was just giggling at the sheer expanse of how amazing it is. However, the best part was not the Transformers ride itself. It was before it when the lady goes, uh, Sir, you have to grab your glasses. And I look behind me and there are glasses. And I just go, oh, they're right here. And I grab them and she looks at me, looks down at the like custom duff glass I got to take home. Looks back oh. at me and just goes, you're cut off. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. And then oh. uh, I rode Shrek 4D. Now, think of all the excitement and happiness I've told you I've been having. I know what Shrek 4D None is. It. None of it. Shrek it's, 4D was horrible. It was disappointment. It was the worst thing I've ever done. And so then I get off Shrek 4D. And I am a man who hates roller coasters. <laughs> I despise roller... I don't like feeling that lack of control. I don't like someone taking me somewhere fast. I hate them. But I see the mummy. <laughs> oh, the mummy. And that's the indoor coaster. Who a friend, a close personal friend, has told me... I know it's a roller coaster, but it's also one of the best dark rides you'll ever ride. And I'm it's like, a very good dark ride. And yeah. I'm like, I love dark rides. Let's do this. And I am proud to say 
I rode a roller coaster with no fear and pure excitement, and I, ladies and gentlemen, Scotty Moore has officially gotten rid of his fear of roller coasters. Maybe. I don't know how I'll do sober, but if you put some beer in me, I can ride a roller coaster. Okay, so you're going to ride the Hulk next week. (laughs) I'm honestly tempted to, dude. Like, in all legitimacy. You're going to report back to me. (laughs) Next week's podcast opens with me crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why did you do this to me? Actually, you could just uh, you could you could start a little bit uh, mm-hmm. a little bit easier and do the dragon challenge. That I actually was tempted to do that because Harry Potter world is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. just walking through there is so amazing. And uh, actually, I don't know if you would technically call it a roller coaster, but Escape from Gringotts is kind. It's intense. I wouldn't call it a full roller coaster, but I remember looking at like going through and they put the like. Uh, big straps over your shoulders to hold you in place (laughs) and I just remember them coming over me and I just go oh no I'm going to die today because they have to make sure I don't fly out of this which means I'm going to go somewhere very fast yes yeah man Universal is awesome though I, I have a lot of fun at Universal. Yes. I wish we would go to Universal more often. You need to get your ass down here and go to Universal with me. We'll, well Scotty, it. do you know how I could get my ass down there and go to Universal? Tell me. Tell me how <laughs> you could do that. I need to know. If some of our wonderful listeners here yeah. would go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Patreon.com slash a load of BS? Uh-huh. That's where our great listeners can... Click on that donate button. Yeah. You can smash that motherfucking donate button. Smash it! Like the Hulk, which I mm-hmm. will ride next week. Give us a dollar, give us five dollars, give us fifty cents. Mm-hmm. And that helps to fund the greatest accomplishment that we could ever hope to achieve. The live BS podcast. Yes. Actually, you know what? If we get up to fifteen dollars a month. It's a very small goal. I will ride Hulk. Because, I mean, I know I said I might. I will ride it. I will conquer that fear. In fact, I will ride every intense roller coaster if we can get up to 25. 15 for Hulk. 25 for Hulk. Space Mountain. uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Dragon Challenge. All of them. If you get us to $25 a month. You guys really need to do this because we have to detail this and report back. Blake, do you want to put anything on the table for uh, for certain amounts? Certain amounts? Well, let's see. If somebody, if you give a dollar a month, uh, we will give a shout-out to you on the podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do $5 a month, then uh, what do they get, Scotty? Because I don't have it pulled up. Uh, $5 a month, actually, you get a live video sent to you from me to you or from Blake to you, uh, however we want. It might end up being on Snapchat just because we don't have a good way to sort things out. Just motivating you. Just getting you through your week. And for $25, Mm. you get to come on this show. Be with the B and rest with the S. That's all you got. You mm-hmm. get to be part of the BS. If you if yeah. your name starts with a J, we could be some BJs. Yeah. You can talk with us, chat with us, chill with us. We could do whatever. We'll play some games. We'll talk if about you, some if stuff. If you're, like, named Dave and you uh, have a... Uh, oh, wait, yeah. If you're just named Dave, we could have a load of BDSM. Blake, oh. Dave, Scott Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! Oh. oh, Blake. But you know what, my friend? <laughs> There's crime out there. There's crime out on the streets. And there's only one man who I know who knows how to solve these crimes. Yeah. Detective Thunderbird! Hey, this is Detective Thunderbird. Oh, oh, he's back! I'm a respondent to a... 
Responding to a 69-69 at the BS podcast. A 69-69 on the BS. Which, by the way, did you notice on our Twitter account, the birthday is, uh, I believe, June 9th, 1969? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. First, uh, first call to the Thunderbird Express, which I like to think is his black Escalade. He drives around everywhere. I also love that Thunderbird doesn't drive a Thunderbird. No. <laughs> yeah, Escalade. <laughs> uh, so, you get a call of a sexual assault going down on the streets. They tell you exactly where it is, and you run there, right? Tell me, tell, oh, tell me your plan of action. Officer in pursuit. Officer in pursuit. All right, you head out. And they're like, the victim... Is right there on the street. You'll be able to see them. Hey. You look out. You see. Uh, hey. See a rag. Do you get assaulted? See it? No, no. no uh, you see like an empty street. Maybe a tumbleweed passing by. A couple of cars. A van. Bricks. But you don't really see people. Where you go? Ah, uh, I'm gonna walk down the. Alleys, kind of check the area out. Yeah, sketchy alley. Okay, uh, you yeah. Go, you go down. Um, you go down the alley, and then you get a call from your uh, lieutenant. And he's just like, "Thunderbird, you crazy kook! Why are you walking away from the crime scene?" I didn't know where I am, lieutenant. He's got a GPS on you at all times, just whoa, just to make whoa, sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I never asked for this. <laughs> You're, you're walking away from the crime scene. What are you doing, Thunderbird? Well, where the fuck do I go? I told you, they're out in the street. Can you not see them? Nope. Go yeah, back out yeah. there. Take a close look. You'll be able to see them. Uh, nobody. Or maybe they're in that van. All right. Hey. Okay. Hey. Anybody in that van? What? Don't look at the van. What are you doing? Hello? <laughs> Thunderbird just can't hear. Well, who said that? Hey. Well, well, Thunderbird, um, you are actually standing right in front of your sexual assault victim. Oh God, it was me. <laughs> no, no, you weren't sexually assaulted. Oh, I feel so. I no, feel so it wasn't dirty. you. You're fine. <laughs> No, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Thunderbird's back. No. Look, -okay. what do you see right in front of you? Uh, well, you were I just see, looking yeah, yeah. inside it. Oh, my God, it's the van. <laughs> Huffington Post reports, man suspected of having sex with a van. <laughs> Talk about being all up in someone's grill. A man in Dayton, Ohio, is facing indecency charges after a witness reported seeing him attempt to have sex with the front grill of a van parked on the street. Officers responding to a call Tuesday evening found the suspect, 35-year-old Michael Henson, wearing only a pair of black shorts and black shoes, according to NBC4i.com, which cited a police report. Henson was taken into custody and put in the back of the squad car while officers spoke to a female witness. She said she saw Henson pull down his shorts and then put his genitals into the front grille of a red van parked on the side of the road. When the suspect passed out in the front yard near the van, the woman called police. What, what, what did she think he was going to do? I better wait before I call the police. He might pull something on me. Oh, God, he pulled his dick out, <laughs> waved it right in front of me. Uh, Henson like woke up and was walking before police came to the scene. Officers who questioned him said he appeared to be intoxicated. Well, no shit! What do you think he was doing? Uh, I just fucked your van. van. Whoa! Whoa! Police contacted the owner of the van, who allegedly said he was unaware of any incident. What? It wasn't even the guy's van. <laughs> he just found some random van on, on the street. On. How could he? I want you to just pretend you're uh, you're sitting at the office. You know, you uh, you just drove in in your yeah. nice red van. You, you're sitting up in the office. Shh. 
It's okay, Vanny. It's okay. No, 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 no. This is this is the day before. You sit or the day after, but you're just chilling at home. Yeah, and you get a phone call. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, hello. Uh, yes. This is um, this is. Wait, hold on. Yeah, this is uh, Officer T. Thunderbird of the Police Brigade. Do you know anything about a red van, possibly? Plate number... B- 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 fake plate number? Yeah, that's my daughter. What? <laughs> uh, I- I'm sorry? The, the van, it's, it's my daughter's. Oh. Well. I uh, don't know how to put this lightly, but... uh, Someone fucked your van. <laughs> God, Jessica! <laughs> At first, I didn't hear daughters. I thought you just said that the van was his daughter. I did. Oh no, that makes it worse. <laughs> exactly. That red hot Jessica knows how to really get. Oh my God! I'll put Jessica, the link. I'll put the link to this okay. in the. Uh, I'll put the link to this article down below. But Blake, this is what the guy looked like. Hold oh on. God! There he is. Oh no! He looks like a flesh muppet who probably would have sex with vans. Oh, I'm bringing that scumbag in. <laughs> He's gonna do some hard time. Um, yeah. Let's see. No. All right. Um, let's. Hold let's... on. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta comfort the victim. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, your dad called. He's on his way. It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay, sweetie. It's okay. We're going to get you cleaned up. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you to the auto shop. Okay. So I, I actually have a legit... This sounds like a legitimate story. Okay, Thunderbird. You got a new case. This one's yeah. actually pretty serious. A white male wearing a dark hooded sweatshirt has pulled a knife and robbed a store. And he's fleed out on foot. Now, while he was... Escaping, witnesses noticed him removing a t-shirt to reveal a black t-shirt with three smiley faces on it. A very distinctive detail. You better think about this. And this is the sketch that has been released of this man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's giving me nightmares. <laughs> that is a legitimate police report drawing sketch. That that uh, some people have said looks like Con Era Nicolas Cage, uh, Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, or of course uh, Pokemon Jinx. Oh it no! It does look like a human Jinx. This thing mm-hmm. is ho- horrifying. All right, it's obvious. Oh yeah, Thunderbird. The, uh, Who is this? The animes <laughs> have escaped into our world. The- <laughs> Oh no, the animes? Yeah, the, the animes. The true animes? The animus. Yeah, the moo-moos. Oh no, we were going to have to and take them down. And all those long, white-haired, sexually androgynous bastards. <laughs> so I'm going to have to take them down. You've cracked the case. Oh. I don't know. I, just... I, I like to think if that guy teamed up with the sex in a van guy, you'd have <laughs> you'd have your start of the own su- your own suicide squad. Mm-hmm. I would definitely send them on the dangerous missions. <laughs> I mean, look, he, even like police sketch. He looks like he's got a couple of scars there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's he belongs straight out of an anime. Okay. Now this is going to be very similar to our opener, but so I want you to think outside the box. Remember, not not just humans can be sexually assaulted. So, ah. you get a call about a sexual assault. It is in a, uh, it's actually happened in a hibachi restaurant. Oh my god. So, you run in, and they, they tell you, they're like, he's still in there somewhere. We know her sexual assault, it is a woman this time, it's not a van. Oh. They're like... <laughs> The assault, the assaulter, is still in there. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see who's the perpetrator. Point him out the to me. The perpetrator. Who's the perpetrator? Who perpetrated? 
Well, um, well, uh, she's very shaken up. She can't talk. Yeah, uh, she's the only one who knows. So you have to use your detective skills. You are Detective Thunderbird. So you go in. And you have uh, there's a counter that's kind of scattered with a couple toys and stuff like that. Uh, there's a pretty sketchy looking guy with a toys. Yeah, I got a toys. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, there's like a little, I don't know, a little squirt gun toy and... Oh my god, it's baby peepees. <laughs> Damn it! Have you read this? Yeah. Damn it! Oh, let's still read it for the lovely yeah. people at home. And I, I want to tell you uh, Detective Thunderbird's reactions as well afterwards. Okay. Isabel Lassiter has a beef with the Japanese steakhouse in Tennessee where a chef sprayed her in the face with a pee-pee doll and what her husband called a sexual assault. Lassiter said she and her family were dining at the Wasabi Japanese Steakhouse in Murfreesboro. Oh, my God. My girlfriend comes from near Murfreesboro. <laughs> Whenever she goes back home, I want her to get a, a Mr. Pee-pee for me. A chef produced a plastic doll resembling a little boy. He pulled down its pants and a thin stream of water spurted from a hole located in the doll's genital area and hit her in the face. She wasn't happy. The quote by this assault victim is, He pulled his little shorts down and it had a wanger and he squirted me right in the face. It had a wanger. It had a wanger. Like, it was just a little wanger. I don't... I don't... I don't know how many actual baby dolls that they make that, you know, do that. Uh That have, you know, that are actually, like, uh, anatomically correct. (laughs) Restaurant manager Johnny Huang said... I'm gonna go out on a limb, actually, and say that uh, she's bullshitting. That there's not a wanger? There's not a wanger? Yeah. Uh, restaurant manager Johnny Huang, which is <laughs> pretty damn funny, said the doll is a common part of the show patrons get at dinner. Chefs use it to control flames on the hibachi. Okay. I'm sorry. That's weird. Having, like, the little water sprayer, I'm fine with that. Having it being a pissing child is a little weird. The kids mm- like it. They think it's a water gun. No, they... What? I mean, it squirts water. Of course they think it's a water gun. Lassiter's husband, James, called the spraying a sexual assault on his wife. Oh, get over yourself. The couple... Oh, damn. Blake's getting hot over this. Wait, what the hell? The episode happened in front of our minor children and grandchildren, James Lassiter said. Isabel Lassiter added, it really didn't have a wiener, but you got the point. She said it had a wanger. She said it had a wanger. Yeah. But you get the po- Of course it did, you fucking bitch. Now that- oh, hold- oh, oh my god. Hold on, Blake. Of all the mm-hmm. faces you- I think I've found- this is a connection. I think I've found the, uh, killer from the other one. I think i found it, and it's the Wanger Woman. <laughs> oh Look god. at her! It looks just like the other one! She looks like the type of woman who would scream sexual assault at a hibachi restaurant. No, but does she not look like the artist sketch? It's gotta be her. It's her! I bet she had a uh, a t-shirt with three smiling faces on it. Yeah, right? We've cracked the case. Police right. haven't filed any charges, and even if they did, it's unlikely they would stick. No shit. As far as I can tell, there was no sexual assault made by the obnoxious yet marginally entertaining toy. Of course. Yeah. Nor should any humans be found criminally culpable. The restaurant wants to avoid pissing... The restaurant wants to avoid (laughs) pissing off other customers. I like that. It has instructed employees to ask before spraying people with the pee-pee doll. Now... I could, I see at the very least them, it, it being obnoxious. Yeah. Because that's also my experience with hibachi restaurants. Well, hold on. My favorite is, nor should any humans be found criminally culpable. Baby pee I'm sorry. Baby pee found guilty by the court of sexual yeah. assault. You're going in the down, third baby pee Baby pee I sentence you to ten years in court, no bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Miss. Don't do it! 
I've got I've got a baby baby pee pee to take care of. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, uh, Detective Thunderbird yeah. sees the woman and he gets a good look at her, and he notices. Hey, wait a minute. There's three smiley faces on her <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. Briggs are in. We've wrapped up two cases. This is Come on, lady, you're going down. Taking out the I'm gonna stick you in the We've back. taken out the, the, the smiley face murderer and baby pee-pee. Mm-hmm. Okay. He sticks him in the car, in the back of the car. You got the, you got the lady on one side. You got the uh, van sexer on the other. And in the middle, you just got baby pee-pee. Baby pee-pee strapped in. Okay, but you do have one more seat in your police car. And it's time to <laughs> fill it. You know, all right, let's do this. Let's think about Thunderbird's first case. It was all about drugs. It's drugs again. So, all it is, you get a call from a furniture store saying a man's going crazy, shouting, and he's just messing with people in the parking lot. So what do we go with? Uh, it's not Ric Flair again, is it? No, unfortunately not. Don't don't bring him up, man. I think I really think there's something weird going on with Flair. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so All you, right. you show up, right? Yeah, give me a description of this perp. Uh, currently, uh, he's naked, running around, hey. crazy. Uh, his hair's a little disheveled. All right, easy enough. Yeah. Where's the nearest naked man? Yeah, you found him. You find him instantly. Grab him, throw him in the police car. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, we, we, okay. I don't want to touch a naked man. Yeah. I love it. Detective Thunderbird don't do that. He's got to get his gloves on. Okay, so you put on your gloves. Sir, sir, get up. You're getting out. You're going in the car. Okay, grab him by his grundle. At the read, read, your, you read your naked rides. Mm-hmm. You throw uh, You don't in. have any because you're naked. And uh, you know what? It gets kind of close and shut. You got him in your car. You start taking him to a local hospital. However, in the middle of it, the baby pee-pee woman screams. And you look back at the man's just floppy, floppy dick. And you notice oh, no. that his, the the... I don't know. His purple-headed warrior seems to have a white helmet, is all I'm saying. You see what hey. you're picking up what I'm putting down? Hey. What's that? What, 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 what you got there? What's what? He, uh, you know he, what I'm talking about. He starts uh, kind of playing with his dick, kind of squishing uh, it, trying uh, to push the white away. Uh, all right, we're going down to the station. Mm-hmm. Someone else is dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, um... Turns out that uh, a very effective place, well, not that effective, actually, to hide cocaine is in your foreskin. Man pleads uh, guilty to hide. See, that's, uh, that's where I was mistaken. Yeah. Never seen a hooded boy before, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Man pleads guilty to hiding 7.2 grams of cocaine in his foreskin. It's not a stretch to say that a foreskin isn't the first place. <laughs> Huffington Post, you assholes. It's not a stretch. Isn't the first place one would think of hiding drugs, but when you're naked in a parking lot and you're about to be arrested, you find ways to ha- improvise. At least Joshua Hare did. It all began June 17th when Swindon police were called to a f- furniture store after getting calls of a man shouting and disturbing customers in the parking lot. When officers arrived, Hare was naked and put up a struggle before he was taken into custody and taken to a local hospital. While in custody, a baggie containing white powder began to emerge from his foreskin. Oh, That's no. the creepiest part, because it's like giving birth to a drug baby. Well, you see, he was actually, he was just losing his chub. <laughs> And he was like, oh, no, no, I gotta, I gotta get this back up. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, the cocaine's out. Here's attorney Nick Redhead. <laughs> Who the hell? Nick Redhead? Nick Redhead. That's a good name. That's a, that's a government-appointed uh, <laughs> defender, if I've ever heard yeah. one. Well, that's the attorney. <laughs> 
He told the court that his client is homeless and has had a troubled background, substance abuse problems, possible mental health issues, and suffered kidney issues when in police custody early this year after being arrested for aggravating taking of a vehicle without consent. Yeah, uh, also... He got something wrong with his dick. <laughs> he fell into a coma and thought he was going to die, Redhead said. To hell. Now it's become a Dr. Seuss book, Redhead said. <laughs> the damage to him as such as he is at high risk of killing himself if he continues to misuse alcohol. He's managed to stay away from alcohol pretty much. We're just going to gloss over the coke in his dick. You know, you, you, he's really a good guy. He's yeah, we're, he we're stayed away from alcohol. Yeah, as long as you forget about dick. the I don't know. I don't know what you're thing. talking about. I don't, he didn't. He did not. Yeah, he did, yeah, not. He did not. <laughs> the best attorney of all time, redheads. His defense. Uh-huh. No, he didn't. He uh, didn't ladies and though. gentlemen of the jury, he did not do it. Yes, he did. No, but he, he didn't, didn't though. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, man. <laughs> and you know what, Blake? One day, I hope I don't have to hide coke in my dick. And if you want to make sure I never have to hide coke in my dick, go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us your money. You don't know what'll happen. Here's what could happen. Uh-uh. You donate $15 a month, and I ride roller coasters... 25, I ride more roller coasters. Donate nothing, coke in my dick. That's what happens. Hey, you are going to be a respectable man, and you are going to shove it up your butt. No. (laughs) Oh, man. You are going to like it? And actually, Blake, we have kind of a patron this week, in a way. Oh, Oh, boy. Which is my mom, because my mom bought this lovely new microphone that we debuted on last week's episode. And uh, for that, hey, at Deborah A. Moore on Twitter. What up? Good work. Thanks you for your contributions. You are the first official patron. Now if you could just buy Blake a webcam so we could do this show live. Also, I just got my mom's Twitter handle name wrong. It's Deborah Moore 917 on Twitter. Oh, God, I messed up. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of my mom, uh, Blake. Oh, no. We got in trouble. How did you get in trouble? Um, well, what it happened was, last week I threw in a bit of our, uh, our, for those who don't know, our post-show and pre-show, little, the little skits you hear before our uh, actual show is, is all taken from the bullshit me and Blake spout when we're not on the air, and I just take the funny bits and throw them in. And we don't really worry about swearing. We don't worry about any of that because we're not being broadcasted. So last week, I may have let some F-bombs slip, and my mom did not enjoy that. Keep in mind, she did say when Conor McGregor was on, it was fine when Conor McGregor used the (laughs) F-word. However, I can't. Scotty, you fucking little shit sack. Yeah, that's what How I'm saying. How the hell could you do that? I mean, I, 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 that's, I'm, I'm just saying. That's why I mean, this week, Blake, we're gonna learn about swear words. All right. All we're, right. We're pissing on thin ice. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. We are about to. I like pissing on thin ice. That's a good <laughs> phrase. Um, we are going to explore the origins of su- about five different. Swear words, but you know something, Blake. Hmm. I kind of want us to go. Let's 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 think about these things first. I don't want to read them. This is our guess. Uh, let's start with a good one. I actually use it on the show quite a lot. I call people it a lot. Bitch. Where do we think oh. bitch came from? Of course, we know it does mean a female dog. Mm-hmm. But what came first? The negative connotation of bitch or female dog bitch. All right. Okay, go. Let's see. Um, I think about. I think uh, it's very important that the word bitch has the root word itch. Okay. So I'm assuming that uh, when a female dog is in heat, mm-hmm. 
it seems that she is scratching a lot. Okay. And then there was just some old farmer who was like, Ah, she got a big itch, that bitch. <laughs> so it was like Cockney rhyming slang? Yeah, hey, a bitch. Hey, a bitch there. Um, well, I think it became a swear. Uh, essentially as, an, as coming from calling a female dog. So if you call... It's almost like calling a man just a dog. So it, calling a woman a bitch is like calling her a dog. So, what do we say? That's that's a thought. I don't know. Big itch becomes bitch becomes use a bitch. Use a bitch. Mm-hmm. You see, we say, what's up? And they say, they start saying what's up. So then we say, what's in the his up? And they start saying what's in the his up. All we're saying is Puff Daddy becomes P. Diddy becomes Sean Combs. Words progress. Words mean new things. We also might be wrong. Well, Scotty, what's the terminology? Tell tell us us where it comes from. Almost everyone knows a bitch is a female dog. Probably from the Old Norse, Bikulna. Sure. It's used as a term of contempt to women became in began in the 1400s the word is first seen used this way in the chester plays of the 1400s who is who callest thou queen scab the bitch basically who are you calling a whore you miserable bitch so it became yeah it became used in plays the dictionary of the vulgar tongue which is an alternate name for this podcast i believe published in 1811 calls bitch the most offensive appellation that can be given to an English woman even more provoking than that of whore. I like to think that another word for women was not invented at this point. Oh, no. And not the one far, that, uh... I'm looking up the uh, Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue yeah. after this. It actually sounds like something right. I need to have on my shelf. Now, that word you mentioned, that's one that Australians are pretty fond of using, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna gloss over that one. Um, uh. And then also uh, the term, the verb version of bitch, bitching, uh, evolved as late as the 1930s. So that one actually came along pretty late. Oh, so it's when they saw um, a bitch having a big itch and in it. Yeah. Bitching. Yeah. Bitch in it. Okay. Uh, this one's a very, very tame one. Some would not even consider it as swear. Hell. Ah, hell. So... Where does the term hell come from, Blake? Uh, probably the Bible. Some the Bible. It comes from it comes from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is probably if I were to guess a real guess, I would think maybe some like old, uh, more Eastern, maybe Middle Eastern tongue, more like kind of areas of where. Uh, the Bi- or the old books of the Bible uh, yeah. originated from, because they're you know that we gotta call this place something, and it's where everybody goes, and we like the word H, because we're speaking in that old thing where uh, Jehovah doesn't start with a J in this because I know that from the Last Crusade, <laughs> whatever that alphabet is, Aramaic. Possibly. Who knows? I don't fucking know. We're and not then smart. they're like We're just talking about bad words. This is the bad place, so it's a bad word. And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, is that what we're going for? Alright, let's see what we got. <laughs> I don't know. Word. I don't did I go anywhere? <laughs> Our word for the worst possible place, religious or not, comes from the Proto Germanic Alio, the underworld. Some relationship also exists between cell and hell through the Proto-Indo-European word for to cover or conceal kel. Interestingly enough, this is all straight stolen from Business Insider, by the way. Mm. Links below. Interestingly enough, the biblical use of hell may stem from the Old Norse Hel, the name of Loki's daughter in Norse mythology. She rules over the evil dead, much like Hades does in Greek tales, and Ash does in Army of Darkness. Yep. Okay, so what you're saying is 
Yeah, there's a bunch of words that kind of mean the same thing, and they sound really similar, so we really don't know where it came from, but it might have come from this. Yeah. Or okay. one of these seven well, other how, places. that's how most uh, language origins come from. Alright, a fun one. Uh, piss. Where did we get piss? Um, alright, it was actually from a, an old Latin. Mm-hmm. Um... Because uh, the uh, the because um, the Spanish word for uh, a pool is a piscina. Okay. And um, and you piscina pool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because back in the day, people would just wade into like waist deep water, and they just piscina it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best dad joke we've made so far. <laughs> it's called piscina pool. Oh, that's how I remember that word, and that's how I passed the Spanish test. <laughs> uh, again, English includes two forms of this word, a noun and a verb. The verb appeared in the 1300s from French pissier, to urinate, and vulgar Latin, pissiar. The noun came later in the 1400s and eventually morphed into an intensifying adjective, piss poor, piss ugly, etc., around World War II. So it sounds mm. like around World War II most actual swearing began. <laughs> well, I, I think World War II had a lot of... Uh, a it lot had a of, lot of shit that they had to yeah. talk about, and it pissed them off. And they were just fucking like bunnies. Now, speaking of shit, where are we coming from? Where did shit come from? Shit? Okay, shit is an ancient... Uh, <laughs> Yes. Eastern European word, and they they have the they of course had the same letters as the uh, the English alphabet mm-hmm. because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's um it's an anagram okay and an acronym an acronym for uh, super hot intestinal turds. <laughs> Um, I, no, <laughs> eh, wrong, this is actually the longest one we've had so far. Oh, jeez. Yeah, here we actually have two words and two separate origins to consider, the noun and the verb. I feel like I'm doing a TED talk right now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a, of course, because sometimes it's, you can say the noun, and but you can't, or you can say the verb, but you can't say the noun. Oh, yeah. Because that was the way it was for a while. Yeah. The noun nods to Old English skate, meaning purging or diarrhea, and just the basic form of excrement stems from the Old English sekel. I'm oh wait, mispro- so I'm mispronouncing so, all of these, by the way. Yeah, so it it evolved into scat as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The action, okay. however, has a much more widespread history. Ducks, Dutch Schieten, and German Scheißen. I love saying Scheißen. The I pro- love German. The Proto-Indo-European base sky covers the idea of separation. In this case, from the body. From there, we've perfected shit face, shit head, shitting bricks, not giving a shit when the shit hits the fan, etc. Just to set the record straight, though, SHIT is not an acronym. There's a story floating around the internet that when crates of manure on freight ships got wet, they started to permit releasing methane. The gas then built up below deck if someone descended with a lit lantern. Boom! As a precaution against potential explosions, transporters apparently started placing the letters S-H-I-T, ship high in transit, on top of the crates. Storing them above deck decreased their chances of dampness, and if they did get wet, the methane wouldn't stay trapped below deck. As clever as that story sounds, the word shit has a much older and richer history than an antidote from European sea trade. Not to mention, sailors usually kept cargo, cargo below deck to keep it dry. Um, my acronym was better. Yeah, yours was a lot better. And Blake, are you ready for the word that got me called by my mother? The Big Daddy. The Big Daddy. Not the A-bomb. Not the B-bomb. Not the C-bomb. Not the D-bomb. E-bomb. But the F-bomb we are talking about. Fuck. Where'd oh, that come from? Fudge. F- fudge? Brown. Only I didn't say fudge. Oh. Uh, oh, God. 
Um, There's a lot of stories about this. There one. are like my fa- the the only like um the only story like urban legend that I know is um that it used to be or that it uh came about and it was an acronym for uh fornication under the consent of the king. Yeah, that's actually mentioned uh, in the this article which is Actually, longer than the shit article, I think. Oh, but uh, look, fuck is the most fucking versatile planet or word the on this entire f- planet. planet. My favorite planet, the, the planet, fuck fuck. planet far away. We Listen. shall travel there one day, Blake. And where we, is the all fuck our planet? Shall end. That that is the planet where all my fucks have flown. <laughs> to never Yet return. none are here on Earth. Okay, are you ready? Um, hold on, I want. So, I really, I really have to think that, fuck, whether or not it was actual fornication under the consent of the king, it's just a word that's always meant fucking. Yeah. Like, just getting down and dirty, the just most basic packing. human reproduction, baby. Mm-hmm. Well... You're actually right. The oldest theories trace the expletive to end all expletives back to Norwegian fucka and Swedish faka, both meaning to copulate. Unfortunately, we don't have much evidence of use in English, partly because the original Oxford English Dictionary's creator reportedly considered it taboo, given the fact... given that it's called the expletive to end all expletives. Mm-hmm. The Oxford English Dictionary's second edition, however, cites fuck it, not fuck, fuck it, F-U-K-K-I-T, in 1503, but the earliest current spelling appears as Bishop's Mafe. What? Oh, the earliest current spelling of fuck appears as Bishop's May Fuck Their Fill and Be Vyarnmit by poet Sir David Lindsay in 1535. Another 16th century poem called Flynn Flies, written in a combination of Latin and Middle English, also hits at the word. The relevant line reads, Non sunt in silicuria focunt uis of ili. I don't know what I just said, and if I pronounced it correctly. Translation, they, the monks, are not in heaven because they fuck the wives of the town of Eli. Scotty, I think with all of these words you've been saying, you're probably summoning something from the nether regions. I'm summoning a little something from the nether regions, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, so I found a record of somebody named Jean Le Fucker. (laughs) The ideas that fuck is an acronym, meaning for unlawful carnal knowledge or fornication of consent of the king, are both false. The phrases do turn up in court documents, but not until the late 19th century, Way too late for true etymology. Oh, boy. Okay, here's this. uh, So, also, another interesting tidbit is for the longest time, um, swear, you know, these wordy dirds that we're talking about. Yeah. It was really, uh, it was was really bad to say them. Like, people would be ostracized and hurt and humiliated, even if they wrote them down. So it's very rare to see instances of, um... The words or uh, any type of uh, uh, swear word in written instances, so yeah. it's really cool when you do. For example, um, this 1663 uh, little tidbit of text from a book called *The Humors of Dublin*. Yeah. Um, of course, it's Dublin. Oh yeah, I did creep in, and there I did see putting the great fuck upon my weef. <laughs> Included this, even though it's quite late, because I really like saying the great fuck upon my weave. That's just a great sentence. That's a great yeah. sentence. And it's written by a man called Richard Head. <laughs> okay. There's no way that's real. Dickhead? Richard Head. Hold on. We're pausing the podcast for a minute. Just look up Richard Head. Um. Yep. What? Dickhead, the the author? The humors of Dublin. Oh my god, I love him. (laughs) Between this and the Dictionary of Vulgar Tongue, I found so many books I need to hit. God, I'm... I'm, I also love, though, that when you look up Richard Head on Google, this is the first image you get. (laughs) 
Oh. oh. So, you know what, Blake? It looks like I've got a lot of books to buy. And mm-hmm. if you want to help me get these books to educate myself upon all of the vulgar terms of the past, you can head on over to Patreon.com and donate towards the Get Scotty on the Hulk Fund or All Roller Coasters Ever Fund. Or and the watch Get Blake Sco- laugh at Scotty as he cries fund. Fund, yeah. So donate to that. Help us out because you are awesome. We and also need a GoPro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need a GoPro. We need a new webcam for Blake. And you know what? It's been a week. Uh, Blake Tanner, what have you learned this week? Oh, Scotty, I've learned so many things. Yeah. Especially because it's not even related to this podcast. Because I learned what happens when we cross the streams. <laughs> to find out what Blake is talking about, tune into this week's episode of A Horrible Premise, where we hijack that podcast like it was our bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? This week, I think I learned that getting day drunk at Universal is the greatest experience of all time. Oh, it, that, that was amazing. It's the greatest shit of all time. Also, I learned that Detective Thunderbird has some has some demons when it comes to sexual abuse. <laughs> yeah, poor Thunderbird. We'll get more into him. Uh, where can they find you, Blake? Uh, Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. The Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. I, mean, I, made, I made videos. Yeah, V-I-D-Y-A? V-I-D-Y-A mm-hmm. um, on Podbean with... Podbean.com slash a load of BS. That's or a load actually podbean.com slash. No, it's a load of BS.podbean.com. What the fuck? I know, it's reversed, it's weird. <laughs> also, the same on Stitcher or iTunes yeah, or. Just go wherever find you... us on places, bitches. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Scotty Mo on the Twitter. That is S C O T T Y E M O. Follow me on Snapchat. It's Scotty Sargasm, which is. When I tried to rebrand myself, it didn't work out too mar- too well. That's uh, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-S-A-R-G-A-S-M. You can buy my book on Amazon at Quezal Corp. That is Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And if you want to find both of us jackasses on the Twitter machine, find us at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. I'm about to go put the fuck up on my weef. <laughs> and instead of a normal closing segment this week, we are going to end the show by pissing off my parents even more by reading a list I found called 174 Ways to Call a Penis Something Other Than a Penis. Maestro, music please. Adolf. Albino Cave Dweller. Baby Arm. Baby Maker. Baloney Pony. Beaver Basher Beef Whistle Bell on a Pole Bishop Bob Dole Boomstick Bracchioli Bratwurst Burrito Candle Chode Chopper Chub Chubby Cock Cranny Axe Cum Gun Custard Launcher Dagger Deep V Diver Dick Dicky Ding Dong McDork Dink Dipstick Disco Stick Doghead Dong Donger. Dork. Dragon. Drumstick. Dude Piston. Easy Rider. Egg Roll. Excalibur. Fang. Ferret. Fire Hose. Flesh Flute. Flesh Tower. Frodo. Fuck Rod. Fudge Sickle. Fun Stick. Chi Groin. Heat Seeking Moisture Missile. Hog. Hose. Jackhammer. Jimmy. John. John Thomas. Johnson. Joystick. Junk. Kickstand. King Sebastian. Knob. No, Kroll the Warrior King. Lap Rocket. Leaky Hose. Langham. Little Bob. Little Elvis. Lizard. Longfellow. Love Muscle. Love Rod. Love Stick. Luigi. Manhood. Mayo Shootin' Hot Dog Gun. <laughs> Meat Constrictor. Meat Injection. Meat Popsicle. Meat Stick. Meat Thermometer. Member. Meter Long King Dong Ding Dong. <laughs> Microphone. Middle Stump. Moisture and Heat Seeking Venomous Throbbing Python of Love. Mr. Knish. Mushroom Head. Mutton. Nether Rod. Old Boy. Old Fellow. Old Man. One Eyed Monster. 
One-Eyed Snake. One-Eyed Trouser Snake. One-Eyed Wonder Weasel. One-Eyed Yogurt Slinger. Pecker. Pedro. Pee-Pee. Percy. Peter. Pied Piper. Pigskin Bus. Pink Oboe. Piss Weasel. Piston. Plug. Pnor. Points Water. Popeye. Pork Sword. Prick. Private Eye. Private Part. Purple-Headed Yoga Flinger. Purple-Helmeted Warrior of Love. Quiver Bone. Ram Burglar. Rod. Rod of Pleasure. Roundhead. Sausage. Schlong. Schlong Dongle Doodle. Schmeckle. Schmuck Schmuck. Schnitzel. Schwanz. Schwartz. Sebastianic Sword. Shaft. Short Arm. Single-Barreled Pump-Action Bollock Yogurt Shotgun. Skin Flute. Soldier. Spawn Hammer. Steam and Seaman Truck. Stick Shift. Surfboard. Tally Quacker. Tan Banana. Tassel. Third Leg. Thumper. Thunderbird. Thunderbird 3. <laughs> Thunder Sword. Tinker. Todger. Tonk. Tool. Trouser Snake. Tube Steak. Twig and Berries. Twinkie. Vane. Wand. Wong. Wang Doodle. Wanger. Wee Wee. Whoopie Stick. Wick. Wiener. Wiener Schnitzel. Willie. Wing Dang Doodle. Winky. Ying Yang. And, and Yogurt, yogurt gun. gun. 